0: Uh, As we go to Psalm 23, we're going to look just for the next few moments at um, the Great Shepherd. And I know Psalm 23 calls him the Good Shepherd, but I I, I like to call him the Great Shepherd. Amen? We're in a year-long series on the book of Psalms, and so we're going to go to Psalm 23, and we're going to start there, and we're going to just read this beautiful psalm together. And I pray that You've read this a million times, but what I love about God's Word is that even after reading something a million times, He can still speak new revelation and new insights to us today. So don't let the familiarity kind of catch you off guard. Let's not say, oh, I've heard that before. No, there's something new and fresh in Psalm 23, and we're going to look at that today. You'll see in your notes that there's a lot of blanks. A couple weeks ago, I gave you some of my thoughts, uh, and, and uh, in your notes, you'll see the blanks. And I asked you a couple weeks ago for you to take time to go through Psalm 23 and fill in some of these blanks and let allow God to speak to you. But let's read Psalm 23 uh, together. If you're with me, let me hear an amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What an incredible, incredible psalm. A couple weeks ago, um, we're in John chapter 10. So you're you're in John 10, you're in Psalm 23, but just follow along. I've got the scriptures for you to follow along today. Um, What happens when you follow the great shepherd? Last week or a couple weeks ago, we talked about this. The great shepherd, number one, protects you with healthy boundaries. Number two, the great shepherd speaks and you listen to his voice. Today we're going to talk about point number three, and here it is. When you follow the great shepherd, the great shepherd knows you and he leads you. Now, as I was looking through Psalm 23 and just just making some notes, um, I noticed a couple things that um, are focused on you as an individual. I want you to remember that the Lord is your shepherd. Everyone say your. Your. So what I want you to do here is be a little selfish. And I know that's kind of odd to hear a preacher say be selfish. I want you to take personal the fact that this good shepherd is your shepherd. He's your shepherd. And as I was looking through here, uh, I, I wrote some of these uh, thoughts down. Uh, the, the Bible says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. He restores me. He guides me. He is with me. He comforts me. He prepares a table before me. He anoints me. And he makes sure that goodness and mercy Follow me. Everyone put your hand on your chest just for a moment and say me. Me. See, that's what the good shepherd does for you. He guides you. He leads you. He anoints you. He is with you. He is a personal shepherd. And that's why I call him the great shepherd because he is your personal shepherd. Now, what I want to talk about today is I'm going to take a little rabbit. We're going to chase a rabbit trail here just for a few moments. And that scripture there in Psalm 23 where it says, he leads me. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about how to be led by the Holy Spirit. Now, he is a good shepherd and he leads us. And the good shepherd uses, watch this, the Holy Spirit to lead us. So, I want to take just a few minutes out and I want to try to help us together discover how can we be led by the great shepherd? How can we be led by the Holy Spirit? I'm not going to tell you uh, how to I'm going to tell you how to not ought to. I want you to learn practical steps on how you can be led by the Holy Spirit or how you can be led By the great shepherd. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Amen. So I'm going to give you six points here real quickly. The first point on how to be led by the Holy Spirit is this. Here it is. You and I need to humble ourselves to realize that we need daily direction. Now, the first key to you and I being led by the Holy Spirit is you have got to humble yourself and recognize that you and I need help. And we need help every single day. I have found out that a lot of people don't like to ask for help, especially guys when we're driving. There is just something about a man behind a wheel and driving and getting lost. I feel like women have more of an ability to humble themselves and simply say, let's stop and ask. Guys are like stubborn. Guys are like, no, we can figure it out. And thank God for GPS. I think GPS phones have made it a lot easier, amen? Remember remember the days you'd have to stop at 7-Eleven and get out and put a quarter into a phone to call someone for directions? Things have gotten a lot easier. But I found in general that a lot of guys, and people just in general, sometimes they don't like to admit that they need help. I think one of the key aspects of learning to follow the Holy Spirit is you and I need to recognize that we need help. And the key is humility. God, I haven't got this thing figured out. God, I don't have all the answers. Lord, I don't know what to do, so I am, watch this, I'm going to humble myself and I'm going to ask you to lead me today. How many know that life is complicated? Life is hard. Life is difficult. And I think the first key in being led by the Holy Spirit is you and I come into a place where we say, I don't have this figured out yet. I need help. Holy Spirit, I humble myself. Would you please lead me today? Now, some of you are going to have a problem with that. Because you've led yourself for so many years. And your confidence now is in your ability, your intellect, your wisdom, and your experience. But can I tell you something? The key to following the Holy Spirit is humility. God, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I need a great shepherd. Holy Spirit, would you please lead me today? Let's go real quickly to James chapter 4. Go back in the the New Testament. Go to James 4. Chapter 4, and I want to read this scripture to you uh, because I believe it it helps us to develop a spirit of humility. Everyone say humility. Humility. You want to be led by the Holy Spirit? Humble yourself. Acknowledge that you don't have it all figured out. Acknowledge that you don't know what to do. Acknowledge that you need a great shepherd. Uh, James chapter 4, verse 6. Look what it says. But he gives us more grace. Everyone say grace. 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 We need to grow in grace. And the writer here says, but he gives more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to who? The humble. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near I want you to circle uh, five words in this passage of Scripture in James chapter 4. If you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Number one, circle the word grace. It's by grace. God, thank you that by uh, the power of the Holy Spirit you give me the grace that I need to know what to do today. As I lead my family, as I lead my company, as I lead my neighbors, help me to have grace. Number two, humility. Grace and humility go hand in hand. Number three, submit. The key to being led by the Holy Spirit is to submit yourselves to God. Submit yourself. Number four, resist. And then number five, draw near. When you live in that kind of grace and that kind of humility, it gives you then the power to to, to follow the Holy Spirit. He guides and he leads us. I was looking up some of the names of the Holy Spirit. Um, I believe there's over 100, but I found about 32, and I wrote down just a few of these, and these are some of the names of the Holy Spirit, and what I want you to do is I want you to tell me if you think that this is the kind of person that you ought to follow on a daily basis. Here's some of his names. Number one, he's the spirit of counsel. How many of you ever need counsel? He's The, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of counsel. You could follow him if you just humble himself. Humble yourself. Number two, he's the spirit of grace. Number three, he's the spirit of knowledge. I like that. He's the spirit of truth. He's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of understanding. He's the spirit of wisdom. He's the spirit of prophecy, and he's the spirit of revelation. Now, let me ask you a question just for a moment. How many of you would like more knowledge? How many of you would like more wisdom? How many of you would like some counsel? How many of you would like some revelation, some truth, some life, some understanding? You see, that is the Holy Spirit. And when you follow Him, everything that He possesses, He gives to you. If you only humble yourself and say, Great Shepherd, I need counsel. Great shepherd, I need wisdom. Great shepherd, I need understanding. Great wisdom, I need need help. Would you please help me? And when you humble yourself, then the Holy Spirit is able then to give you everything that you need today. You're here today and you need some wisdom. You need some counsel. You need some direction. You need some understanding. Well, simply humble yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you today. Can I get an amen? amen? Number two, how to be led by the Holy Spirit. I love this one. Simply ask. Simply ask. 1 John chapter 5, 14. It's not in your notes, but here it is. This is the confidence. Everyone say confidence. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Simply Ask. This is going to get a little personal. I'm not going to ask you to uh, answer this question, but I just want you to think just for a few moments. When you wake up every morning at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., what is some of the rituals that you go through when you wake up? Hopefully you shower, brush your teeth, coffee, how many are coffee drinkers? There is a ritual that we go through every single day. You know what I, what I think one of the keys to following the Holy Spirit is, is this every day, make it a habit. Just like you shower, just like you brush your teeth, just like you get your cup of coffee, start the day and say, Holy Spirit, would you please lead me today? It's that simple. It's not complicated, but many times we start our day and, man, we're off to the shower, man, we're off to brushing our teeth, we got our coffee, we got our routines down, and we leave the Holy Spirit behind. The key to following the Holy Spirit is to simply ask him, good shepherd, Holy Spirit, would you please lead me today? Would you please guide me today? Help me to be humble enough to recognize that I need you, and I'm asking you to help me. Please guide me today. And you do that when you simply ask. You know what? God has a treasure of information. He has a storehouse of knowledge and wisdom that he wants to impart to you, but he's waiting for you to ask him. And when you simply ask, the Bible says we have confidence that we can approach him. And if we ask anything in his name, We will be granted. Why? Because you simply humble yourself and you ask. Can I get an amen? Amen. Number three, are you still with me this morning? How do you be led by the Holy Spirit? Number one, you humble yourself, realize you need daily direction. Number two, you simply ask. Number three, I I love this one. Remind yourself of who you are. Remind yourself of who you are. Write the scripture down, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. John chapter 15. I no longer call you slaves, but I call you friends. You know what? One of the keys, I think, that following the Holy Spirit is reminding yourself of who you are. You are no longer a slave. You are a friend of God. And God wants to walk with you, and he wants to talk with you, and he wants to reveal himself to you if you will simply acknowledge that you are a child of God, and you can be led by God. As I was coming to church today, I was listening to this song, I am a friend of God. You ever heard that song? I am a friend, I he calls me friend. I love that song. Why? Because I believe most Christians don't fully understand that they are no longer slaves, but they're friends of God. And when you see yourself as God sees you, that begins to give you the confidence that you need to know that you can hear Him and you can follow Him. You are no longer a slave. you are a friend of God, and God wants to communicate with you, and He wants to lead you and He wants to speak to you, and He wants to be your great shepherd. Follow him with confidence. Oh, Pastor Scott, I don't know. I, I I don't know if I can hear God. No, you can hear God. He's your friend. He wants to talk with you. See yourself as who you are in Christ and begin to walk in that confidence, that boldness. You can hear God and you can follow him because you are a friend of God. Can I get an amen? I think a lot of Christians live like slaves when they're really children of God. And children of God are always going to hear God's voice and they're always going to follow. Number four, if you're still with me, let me hear an amen. Amen. I love this one. If you want to follow the Holy Spirit, be open and alert. Be open and alert. Here's the scripture, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. This is what it says. See, everyone say see. In fact, right now, just touch your eyes just for a moment. Everyone touch your eyes just for a moment. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? See, I think one of the keys to following the Holy Spirit is to be open and to be alert, to be on the lookout for the Holy Spirit as he leads you. And that means you've got to be open and you've got to be alert. Let me illustrate this just for a moment. Many of you know um, that about three years ago, actually during Austin's accident, I started a hobby that I didn't even know that I had a, a gift or I'd never done it before. I started painting fish on pieces of wood. And it's crazy, but... Come to my office and I would love to show you some of my paintings. I, I've probably done over 100 of them now. And you know what I do? Austin is constantly telling me, Dad, you need to go and go to the craft market and sell them. I don't like to sell them. I love to give them away, especially to people that like it. So I've been painting now for, for three years. I just fish. Sharks, snook, redfish, trout, and I just I paint them on all sorts of different kinds of wood. Do you know that now that I have a passion for finding wood that I now find wood because you find what you're looking for. See, I was going my whole life, Tom, and I was walking by thousands and millions of pieces of wood. But guess what? I wasn't looking for them, so I didn't find them. A few years ago, I was taking uh, photography. And it is amazing that when you get a camera in your hand and you start waking up with the intention, I'm going to find some beautiful photos today. You know what happens when you have that mindset? You find beautiful photos to take. Why? Because you are open and you are alert. So now, if you come walking with me anytime, I'm always looking. I'm always watching. I'm always on the lookout. Why? Because I want to find wood. Watch this. When you are walking with the Holy Spirit, you have always have to have that passion that says, Holy Spirit, I want to find you today. I want to find what you're doing. Help me not to be uh, 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 ignorant. Help me not to be so stressed that I don't see you. God, I want to be open. I I want to be alert. Why? Because I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. And when you wake up with that kind of attitude, guess what? You will see the Holy Spirit at work because you're looking for it. Are y'all with me? Church, you're going to Publix and you're thinking that you're just going to Publix. You are not going to Publix to pick up more food in your refrigerator that is completely packed of food? Could it be that you are going to Publix so that you can be a part of what God is doing in this generation and you are open and alert to what the Holy Spirit's doing and you just happen to run into someone on aisle eight? That happens when you look for it. There's some of you that are in management, and your employees are coming to you. They are coming to you as a leader, and it is your responsibility to be led by the Spirit and look and be alert and be aware for opportunities to partner with the Holy Spirit to bring change into people's lives. Could it be that on Facebook and social media... That the Holy Spirit would open up an opportunity for you to be used by the Spirit to bring change. It happens when you are intentional about wanting to follow the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to use you to make a difference. Be open and alert. And you will be amazed at what you will find if you look for it. Well, Pastor Scott, God doesn't do anything for me. Are you looking? Are you alert? Are you aware? Are you in tune? Are you asking for him to lead you? And when you do that, God will open up opportunities. Are you all with me this morning? Uh, 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 See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You see, I think a lot of times things happen and we don't perceive it. Why? Because we're not looking for it. We don't see it. And we miss out opportunities. First Peter 5 8 says, be sober and watchful. I'm on the look. I'm gonna be like Pastor Scott looking for that wood. And you'd be amazed where it pops up. Why? Because you're watchful. You're looking for it. I love this one. Mark chapter 13, 33. Be on guard and be awake. Everyone say awake. awake. You know that you can be awake. And not be awake. Just cruising through life, thinking about yourself, thinking about your problems, thinking about all the hard things you're going through, and God's bringing beautiful pieces of wood into your life, and you don't even see it because you're not looking for it. That employee that comes to you, they're not a hindrance. They're not a problem. They're an opportunity to be used by the Spirit to change someone's life. God, raise up men and women in this church that are alert, that are awake, that are sober, that are intentional about being led by your Spirit to bring change into people's lives. find what you're looking for. Be open and alert. Number number five. Y'all still with me? All right, I got a few more minutes. If you want to be led by the Spirit, you've got to be filled by the Spirit. Everyone say filled. See, remember, we're talking about Psalm 23 here. We're talking about Psalms. What did David say? You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. See, the key to following the Holy Spirit is to be filled with the Spirit. And I'm afraid, none of you today, none of you today, but there are Christians that are half-filled glasses. tank is half full. They're not full of the Holy Spirit. They're tired. They're weary. They're discouraged. David says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I wish I had a cup here. Do, 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 do we have a cup? Does anyone have a cup? Michelle, can you, grab, John, can, can you go grab a cup real quick? Michelle, hand me that thing right there. What is that? Oh, hallelujah. We got a cup. What's in this cup? Beautiful. Can I give that to you? Can you hand me that bottle of water right there? Beautiful. This thing is half empty of water. Thank you. Now, some of you are more worried about Water getting on the carpet and the stage, and you are about my illustration. So just follow (laughs) with me here. We got the trustees; will take care of the little water on the stage. We got committees for that. When you live a life that's half full, you benefit no one—not even yourself. Half full. And some of y'all are content to live like that. I know you're retired, but you should never be in a place where you are content with being half full. Because when you are half full, the benefit to others is very little. See, the key to being led by the Spirit is to be filled with the Spirit. Isn't this good? (laughs) You came to church to watch pastors pour water into a a cup. I'm just hoping there's enough water in this water bottle. My cup, Here it is. It's right there. It's right on the edge. Do you know that your neighbor's your relatives your coworkers your children your community are counting on you to overflow and as believers we should be content with nothing less than overflow you see when you begin to when you begin to overflow you begin to make a difference in others' people's lives. I wasn't planning on doing this today. I'm glad I did. You know, when I was in Zambia a couple of years ago and Tammy was there with me, I, I taught out of Psalm 23 like I'm doing here. And I talked about cup overflowing. And I got a cup and I got water and there was about 300 pastors that were in the audience from all over Zambia. And I started pouring that water And can I tell you, those men and women were so hungry for God, they ran to the front to get a little bit of that overflow. Because they realized that's all they've got to offer. I I can't pastor with a cup half full. You can't live with a, a cup half full. God is promising us abundant life. And abundant life happens when your cup is full and your cup overflows. And when you are full of the Spirit of God, your cup then begins to overflow and it can naturally just impact and refresh other people around you. I wonder if there's anyone here today that wants to be a blessing. That wants to refresh. That, that 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 in a in a world that is broken and so much division. I'm wondering if there's anyone here today that would love to live a life that is overflowing. That touches other people. That people will be attracted. Do you know that in a desert how how attractive this is? You don't have to preach. You don't have to act religious. Just overflow. Just be full of God. Ephesians chapter 5 says, be filled with the Spirit. You see, when you're filled with the Spirit, then you can follow the Spirit. Because you're full of God, you can follow the great shepherd. I've never seen this before. Let me give it to you. Acts 13, I love this. And it says, the disciples were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. They were continually filled with joy, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That tells me that when you're full of God, you're full of joy. How many would like like to have a little bit more joy in your life? You do that by being filled with God's Spirit. You do that by overflowing, allowing your life to make an impact in people's lives. Be filled with the Spirit. It's not a one-time filling. It's a continual filling. I love that old hymn. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Here's my cup. Fill it up. And make me what? Whole. Here's my cup. Fill it up. And help me, God, to overflow to people today. Here's my cup, God. I want to be filled. I want to follow the Holy Spirit, fill my life, help me to be filled with joy and fill my cup so I can overflow to other people. The anointing of God comes on our lives and the result is an outpouring of God's grace, of God's mercy, of God's healing, of God's love overflow. Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and fill this thirsting of my soul, bread of heaven. Feed me till I want no more. Here's my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. See, when you're filled with the Spirit, when your cup is overflowing, you can follow the Good Shepherd and you'll be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm wondering if there's anyone here today that wants to have a a full cup. How many of you want to be filled with the Spirit today? About three of you. What about the balcony? How many want to be filled with the Spirit? Now, guess what? This isn't complicated. It isn't hard. It's simple. We can do it right now. In fact, that's what we're going to do if you want to be filled with the Spirit and you want to live a life that is overflowing, I want you to stand up right now, quickly. You don't have to think about it. Not everyone has to stand. Don't feel like you've got to stand just because your whole row is standing. (laughs) I would love to see some people just sit. That's okay. I, I don't take offense to that. It's okay to sit. You don't have to respond. Now, we don't have, we're not going to have music. We're just going to be like the disciples today. And we're going to say, Holy Spirit, fill my cup. Holy Spirit, fill me today. Help me to continually be filled with your spirit and help me be filled with joy. If you want to, just, you can lift your hands. I'm going to lift my hands. Why? Because the Bible says lift your holy hands. But you don't have to. It's okay. Now, I'm going to pray a prayer, and we're going to pray together, and I want this to be your prayer today. Moms, your kids need you to be filled. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can overflow, so we can make a difference in this world. Lord, we're standing here today, and and, and God, we're, we're simply being obedient and humble. Lord, we recognize we need you. We don't know what to do. We don't know the decisions that are ahead of us tomorrow. We can't possibly navigate through this life in our own power, in our own ability. We need you, Holy Spirit. We want to be led by you today. God, I pray today that by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would fill us today. In this church and those watching online, that you would simply fill us with the Holy Spirit. Help us to be continually filled with your spirit today. God, empty our pride, empty our arrogance, empty our sinful nature, and by your Holy Spirit, just come in our lives and fill us afresh. We want more of God, less of us, and more of you. God, root out the anger. God, root out the pride. God, root out the selfishness and fill us with the Holy Spirit today in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome in my heart. I ask you to come in a new way, in a new dimension into my heart and help me to be filled with your spirit. I just want you just to to breathe in just for a moment. Just breathe in and breathe out. God made Adam and Eve. He breathed into their bodies and they became a living soul. John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on the disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And they were filled afresh. So just breathe in as a a symbol of you just in taking the the beautiful Spirit of God into your lungs and your life. Receive the Holy Spirit in a fresh way. God, root out the world. Root out the sin. And help us to be filled with your Spirit. We receive it today now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, watch that. That wasn't crazy, that wasn't spooky. That wasn't weird. All we did is just b- become a little intentional. Now watch this. Before you brush your teeth tomorrow morning, I want you to do that. Yeah. Before you are in a hurry to get on your emails to see how many emails you gotta respond to, take a minute and just ask the Holy Spirit to fill you afresh. And he will. And when you're filled, you got a really good chance of following the Holy Spirit because God's with you. Amen.